Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. It doesn't matter. I can't, no, I can't I find the original post. Are we yeah. going to cut that out? Or not? No, yeah, yeah. no, I'll cut it out. I can't. I've, I've got a tendency to um, just uh, announce the um, pod when he's not ready. and Never ready. No, I like surprising him. But anyway, we, we, I won't do that now, Hats. Randall, how are you, mate? Hang on, I'm going to go again because that was too much of a... too too close to what I was saying. What do you mean? Hats? I have not a clue what you're talking about. It's too close to what... Anyway. Oh. Randall, how are you, man? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, um, what's going on? Uh, we have another guest. We, we have do. another guest. With, so, um, yeah, we tend to do um, you and you and I just one week, and then we have a guest the other week if we can grab somebody. And right. we tonight before we start, okay. I got COVID. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm part of the part of the crowd. Yes, but I had it last week, so I can't catch it from you. Sorry. No, exactly. well, it's definitely been a week, and I've definitely tested negative uh, since we've now joined each other in the uh, yes. The dungeon, that's for sure. Yeah, we're, we're complying with all regulations. Yeah, so I might not be as sharp as I normally am, but can, can, can we introduce our guest? <laughs> yeah, we better. We better. Who have we got? Um, we have Albert. Albert is um, um, from, uh, can I, I think I could say this, from, from Germany. And he had a tweet um, recently which piqued my interest. Um, Albert, do you want to t- say hello and um, to, to any of this listening? And um, explain what the tweet was and 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 what's going to be happening yeah hi guys thanks again for the invite yeah um i'm german as you can hear probably from my accent um i'm from berlin the capital and uh yeah the other day i started a twitter account uh, talking a little bit about the project i'm i'm following and the project i'm 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 working on at the moment which is making Europe's first Bitcoin hostel. Okay, so um, that's not going to be in Berlin. Is, am I right in saying it's going to, is, is it going to be in Portugal? Is that the idea? It's, it's not going to be in Berlin. It's going to be in the south of Portugal, mm-hmm. uh, where the weather is good and the people are nice and the food is fresh <laughs> and the taxes are low. Yeah, and this, the surfing is good. I don't know if you're a surfer at all. The, the surfing is amazing, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I've been to... It's one of the most popular surf beaches in the world i would say the biggest waves you can find over there massive absolutely mighty. i'm, not, I'm not able to surf like 30 meter high waves no but, i wouldn't but, recommend uh, that to anyone you surf, you surf that you're a surfer i do i do surf a little bit but i wouldn't i wouldn't consider myself like a professional or something so it's a hobby when i'm when i'm overseas and mm-hmm. yeah it's just something i like i guess All in right, australia so we'll get- We'll get to the hostel. We'll get to the hostel. But Tim, let's maybe just dig back on your own personal story, if we can. Um, how did you get involved with Bitcoin to begin with? How long have you been involved, and what has led you to this idea? And and then we'll get into that, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so I got involved. Actually, well, I got interested in Bitcoin um, many years ago. I don't remember uh, precisely the year because I didn't. I didn't um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't do much. Like I got first uh, in contact with with it a little bit, maybe in school, 
about uh, nine years ago, I would say, <clears throat> but I didn't buy anything and I didn't uh, dream and think about it every day from then. Uh, I think the moment I started would be like in 2016 or 2017 when I was like really getting into it, falling down the rabbit hole and uh, uh, yeah, reading, watching videos and basically never stopped thinking about it after that. Um, so this was really a big part of my life for, for many, many years now. And uh, I'm in it because I think this is the best way and uh, the most promising way to help us with a lot of problems we have at the moment, which are probably centralization of, um, of our monetary systems and uh, overconsumption. And uh, yeah, government is just having too much influence on all the things of our lives and uh, they should just get out of our personal lives and uh, you can argue if they <laughs> if they should do a little bit uh, like securing countries or having a police but uh, I would say that probably there is also better solutions to do that but definitely they should get rid of uh, their power in, in euro or in, in dollars or whatever um, which is they're not going to do, but um, we can build something, some alternative and a peaceful revolution. So people will uh, get out of the system in a peaceful way. And uh, I guess Bitcoin gives a lot of people the opportunity to, to do so. Um, and then apart from Bitcoin, I, I, I studied something uh, which is architecture. So I know how to build houses and I've worked in, uh, in the field for now four years. Um, it's a fiat job, so I, I do it nine to five. Um, unfortunately, five is less often and I was like more seven or eight in the yeah. evening. So I do a lot of overtime, non-paid. Um, <clears throat> and now with COVID, obviously, this gives me the last push to say what the fuck is happening in this world. So <laughs> not just fucking do our fear job some some sometimes I, I wonder why I go to work and uh, follow some like stupid rules of the government and follow some I don't know formulas to to sign and to I mean it's just super super inefficient and um, not that fulfilling to do <clears throat> also I'm not vaccinated so in, in, in Germany you cannot do shit uh, I, I had to stay home most of the time while my friends went out partying uh, and then told me hangover that uh, it's my fault that <laughs> COVID is spreading. Um, so this is kind of uh, depressing me and it's like something um, I, I, I definitely don't support and I don't want to be miserable at, at home and or, or when I see people complain about the situation. Uh, I want to use my talent and build something positive. I want to um, yeah, show that there's a purpose of life, like seeing faces, partying with people, having nice conversation, working on stuff that is important and meaningful and uh, eating food that is not uh, processed, but fresh and made in the gardens by the people that eat it. Or, I mean, there's so many things that uh, I would like to do. And I guess traveling has always been a big hobby for me as well. And uh, making a building a Bitcoin hostel probably is combining all of this, this interests I have. 
and I guess uh, now that I went on Twitter, I, I could never imagine it. I got I got I got the account like two three weeks ago, and I got more than a thousand followers, and I got shitloads of private messages for from people telling me, yeah, I want to work there. Uh, what is the state here? Is um, your website looks cool? Can I do some corrections on grammar and spelling? Uh, uh, other people that just said well you're inspiring and I had a similar idea and I want to do that and it's like super super positive and super amazing and I yeah I want to say thank you for for all this great support I would never imagine to to have such a big crowd to support me in this it's, so, a, yeah. it's amazing to watch things blow up um particularly for on, on any social media just for, for not so much for big accounts but on the smaller accounts that just kind of start and they one thing just blows up for them and it just goes you know the, the the virality of it and then to see to see something so positive as you're talking about and then all the positivity you get i don't I mean bitcoiners get a lot of criticism for being uh, toxic and you know the bitcoin maxis and toxic to mm. toxicity mm. but um when you see the positive positivity that comes out of people when people just put something out there um and like either asking a question or proposing an idea or making a suggestion in a in a in a, not in a I'm here to fix it sort of a way, just in a here's my idea sort of a way, and then the, everybody just flocks to it because they want to support. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's really exciting. So it's, it must have been quite kind of overwhelming to to have that so quickly, was it not? Have you ever had anything like that before? It's really overwhelming, and I've I would have never expected it. Um, actually, I'm I'm still working on my job, um, and I'm I have to finish the projects um, because yeah, well yeah, <laughs> I have a contract and I'm gonna finish it and uh, this project will still go till the end of the year and I thought well let's in, in, um, in this time I should always already keep people informed about our plans like finding ideas where to go so I'm really prepared after I uh, quit my job to like immediately go and uh, start the project so I thought I'll, I'll need a lot of time and when I started posting things I was like what the fuck it's like <laughs> In the beginning, no one answered to this announcement that I'm going to work on this, and like. Oh, really? Cost... So, so what caused it? What, what what was the what was the spark? I don't know. Like, I I did, I did this announcement tweet, and then nothing happened. It's like yeah. one one like, and then another like half an hour later, and then I guess probably the the right people retweeted it. Yeah. And uh, at some point, my phone was like. Zzzz, zzzz, <laughs> it, it never stopped and I like had to find the settings to fucking get rid of the sound and like I was still in office <laughs> I was like talking to my boss and I heard my phone in the in my pocket like, it was like it never stopped to the to the evening and then later on I I saw it's like I got you know on Twitter you can see how many people have interacted with this tweet and how many people saw it and I got like a thousand, uh, 120,000 impressions. Wow. Like, this is like, that's a fucking city. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, so I, and, I mean, please go let, let me repeat, I got the, I got the accounts two, three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mid-March. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. What did Princey yeah. say when we, we had Princey on? He's like, like, we're really grateful that he sort of came <clears> on and helped us. He's like, plebs stand strong or. Plebs yeah. help plebs or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's absolutely true. Totally. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing. If So I, I've only had one experience like that. I've been on Twitter for, well, I've been on Twitter for a long time, but my Bitcoin only account has only been a, you know, a couple of years or something. 
Um, and um, so I woke up one morning and Jack Dorsey had tweeted something and I responded along with, you know, another hundred thousand people who were responding something about Jack Mallers, you know, saying you should be speaking to Jack. Now, this is, this is going back hello, like a, uh, like a year and a half. You should be speaking to Jack Mallers and Dorsey responded to me. Oh, I love what Jack Mallers is doing. This is before all everything's happened with strike and everything. Mm. And, and, but, but so basically my tweet, I just woke up, you know, I was half asleep. I tweeted this, I went for a shower and I came back and I was, my phone was doing what your phone was doing. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with my phone? Um, so like it never gets, it never happens to me, right? So, um, and I picked up and that's exactly, but it just, it's just the power of somebody with a big following, um, yeah. both positive and negative, you know, from somebody could have, you know, there'll be people out there with big followings that you don't fully agree with what they're doing, but, but um, it's, it's crazy when you see it happen. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, so let's talk about um, you. You work for a, a company. You're an architect. You work for a company, um, and you work on projects just now. And you're unvaccinated. And how has that been for the last couple of years? Have you been able to go to an office, or you've only could work from home, or they were quite happy to have you continue to work, or what's what's that been like? Um, so in in like my my architecture career was in two offices, and uh, the first office I worked in for two years. And they were actually, the, the boss was actually pretty um, against those vaccines and against, like, he, he said, what the fuck is happening? Just get sick, like, really early on, he said, well, if hospitals are gonna get full, we should get COVID now, <laughs> before they get full. Yeah. And he was, he was not taking it really serious, so a lot of employees got... Um, got uh, scared and and um, they uh, they kind of complained and so we, we got some restrictions and something yeah yeah some distance and like but we never did home office because he, he, he said well I'm gonna pay you I'm paying you to work here yeah if you don't work here you can do that but I'm not gonna pay you mm. like you okay. can quit you can take your holidays you can do whatever um, but I'm paying you to work here, and if you don't do that, I cannot pay you. Uh, so he didn't. He didn't do that, and uh, there was actually also a law that said, well, all the offices they have to do, they have to offer uh, the possibility of doing home office if they if they uh, can afford that or something like this. And yeah, he said, okay. well, we cannot afford that. <laughs> yeah. So he, he followed the law, but there was. Yeah, but it was a really weird situation because that was like really in the beginning of, of COVID and everyone was kind of scared and no one knew what is happening. So, uh, yeah, everyone was just kind of insecure and they didn't feel kind of, they didn't feel really feel protected by the boss. And yeah, so that was the, the first period. The second period now in, a, in another office is uh kind of the opposite i can do a home office uh, whenever different, i want different company is it sorry you talking different company now yeah different company a whole lot of different projects before i was working for private investors and um <laughs> it was super fast everything they didn't they've done was like done in like a week in a week they got like a, mm, the, the plans ready to get the permits and then obviously the permits took ages but uh on our part it was really fast and now for this office I'm working at, it's uh, we, we only have one project, 
and we're building a high rise in Bonn, in a smaller city in Berlin, uh, in Germany. And uh, yeah, this is a, a, a government building and I'm talking all day long with like seven different agencies and like yeah. you got the permit from one uh, agency and you work, keep continue working on it for a couple of months. And then another agency comes to you and says, well, actually, uh, we don't like it. So <laughs> everything the other, the other agency said is nonsense. Um, and this kind of gets a little bit uh, depressing. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're doing like weird stuff. Like uh, in Germany, there's a law that we have to put photovoltaics on, the, on top of the roof. Um, oh, sorry, what was that? We have to put um, a photovoltaic. Oh, so photo, okay, okay yeah. sorry, so I didn't, I didn't hear. Yep. How do you say that? Yeah, yeah, you know, like you're, you're good. Brendan's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Photovoltaic uh, on top of the roofs. And unfortunately, we, do, we don't have enough space on the roofs. Uh, um, and it doesn't make sense to put it like on the north side of the, uh, of the building because it's always shaded. So we said, let's put it on the facade. The government says, well, okay, let's put it on the facade. It continued for, for various months. And then they changed their minds. And now we are actually planning photovoltaics on the roofs, um, which are shaded 100% of the time. Like there will never ever be sun ever. Oh and uh, But by law, this is fine. So we're going to do that this way. So it's kind of depressing in, in, in that sense, uh, which is just, I mean, it doesn't have, it doesn't have any relationship with uh, COVID, but it just shows how governments often work. And when, when, when it comes to COVID, unfortunately, in, G in Germany, it's also like this, that um, a lot of, actually, I don't feel that much the um, pressure from uh, the government. I feel it more from, from society, from like families, friends, colleagues. Uh, also, my boss now, he, he says, I should, he said to me, well, get vaccinated. And uh, that is kind of um, a hard thing to, to to say to people that work for you because obviously you, you think about it and yeah it's so so how has that affected your your relationships currently like have you had kind of massive massive falling outs at all with family or friends or yeah well for example in the, uh, at work they did a christmas party and i wasn't like invited i, I told them well I'm, I'm not vaccinated and they said well your decision we're still going to go to the restaurants yeah. <laughs> and uh that was kind of that kind of sucked um and then also friends were like saying that well i'm not i'm not going to meet you because you're not vaccinated and i don't feel safe and um you should do it people are dying because of you and like putting me into like a weird angle where like kind of a racist or something which yeah. is like completely the opposite what I'm thinking, but, uh, you know the guy the guy who you started this by saying i really enjoy going traveling and seeing the world and things and you know going other places and now you have people trying to class you as a, a racist just like this it's crazy yeah i mean there's people that never left germany and they're telling me i'm racist <laughs> like i have an yeah. italian girlfriend <laughs> that i met in indonesia it's like what the fuck I, li I lived in africa for half a year yeah and it's, it's yeah it's completely nonsense but um yeah, and I felt that was like a psychedelic, uh, that was like a, uh, on, on my mind, that was kind of getting heavy on me. Uh, fortunately, my girlfriend was, uh, is also not vaccinated, so we at least have each other. And uh, I don't, I, I never stayed 
home alone. I, I stayed home with her, but it's still kind of like uh, it, it's putting you a lot of um, uh, pressure and a lot of yeah, uh, fights also then between each other. Um, so it's something that is uh, it has been tough. And uh, I tended to complain about this whole situation. Um, so obviously, I was also putting myself further away from other people um, mentally. And now I, I thought, what the fuck? It's not. It's not helping at all. Uh, I should just, you know, build something that's positive. I should make something that I think it's good instead of complaining. And um, yeah, I think there's there's so much positivity in the world and if you if you come out with a with a positive attitude you also meet more positive people and uh, i'm actually like uh, i like to talk i like to uh, interact with people so also when i go on the streets i just comment on something and i have like a conversation with a random people person and then we talk for like half an hour and actually you realize oh damn it there's so many people that are thinking like me mm. And uh, yeah, people also pretend that like most of the people are vaccinated in Germany, but actually it is most of the people, but 30% of the people still after all those restrictions and still after all those punishments, they are still not vaccinated. I mean, that is a, wow. that must mean something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, Australia is like 95% double vaccinated, I think. Yeah, or at least New South Wales. I don't know about yeah, the whole no, country, but. Yeah, it's, um, but obviously the the restrictions were pretty heavy in some places for a long time. Um, it's um, well, it's going to be very interesting because my my point, not to make this a vaccine show particularly, but uh, my my point on that was at some point everybody's going to have had enough. Like if you got two, you got three, you went for your fourth booster. You know, at, at what point everybody's going to have a line that's like, okay, that's enough for me. Yeah. Um, and you know, do do they at that point do they become an anti-vaxxer? Yeah, probably like, they'll, they'll, they'll be painted as but, but but the group of people shouting anti-vaxxer you know is getting smaller as that happens right yeah. so mm -hmm. everybody's going to be in the same boat eventually and people are digging themselves a hole and and it's 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 really sad to watch you know families fracture friendships fracture relationships fracture because of this it's not right it's not right at all no if it was the case i mean if it was the case where if you got a vaccination you were not spreading it to other people. Sure, there would be maybe a bit of a more of an argument, but that's not the case. It's quite well proven that that's not the case now, right? People are getting it. Vaccinated people are getting it. Um, so if people choose to do it, go get it. Go get the vaccine if you want to get the vaccine. But, um, but, but don't don't make that judgment for somebody else. Yeah, It's crazy. Just let people be. And we don't yeah. do it for anything else. My, my body, my choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. So you're. Let's go to the positive. So, uh, well, firstly, how 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 are things changing in in Germany in terms of public opinion? Are you seeing that shift in that direction as well? Because we are we're certainly seeing it here. People are feeling a bit more able to to say that now. I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Now with Omicron, uh, actually, yesterday, most of the restrictions got taken away so actually there's no mask mandates in most of the places anymore and uh yeah you can do basically what you could do before covid um but obviously there are still a lot of people wearing masks obviously still a lot of people thinking that you should get vaccinated and uh yeah actually the other day i still had a conversation with a very good friend of mine um who also put a lot of pressure on me and uh i got COVID as well and he got COVID. <clears throat> he's he, he had it before as well and he has like three shots 
and his girlfriend also has like all the shots you can get um and they went to different places to party <laughs> and he got it in that club Her, his girlfriend got it in a different club um and and i'm like so what what did it help you like uh, you're telling me for months and months and months that i am like the reason why COVID is spreading so much and at the same time you go out partying with thousands of people mm. and also get COVID, obviously because i mean you, everyone can get it at some point yeah um so yeah that is that is kind of showing that maybe it is not helping that much and actually people are understanding that um yeah everyone should do their own decisions and now i believe that the restrictions also fall people are accepting a little bit more that there are different opinions and they should also be accepted and i mean i don't want to be dramatic but uh, <laughs> germany does not have a good history of like leaders telling the population what to do and uh, it's really important in every country but especially in germany to not always just follow what they the, the establishment tells you to do yeah yeah so so let's move to the positive side of it has has some of that negativity and the negativity that surrounded you led you to find led you to different uh, groups of people friendships or whatever and that's what's now leading to your idea is that what like who, firstly who is it that who is it that the idea is it you and your girlfriend and uh, is yeah. that right or yeah yeah so, and um, so... Yeah, and sorry, when you please sorry, tell the story. So the um, the idea is uh, well, actually, Valeria and I we met in Indonesia, also traveling. Um, so that is kind of like the, the in the first moment we met, we all already had this idea of like traveling is nice and traveling is amazing, and then we came to Berlin and we were like stuck over here, and then we thought, well, how can we? how can we change it? I mean, what can we do realistically instead of complaining? What can we do to change the situation? And uh, we decided to actually, if we have friends that don't want to see us, I mean, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> we just we just find other friends. And uh, yeah, we actually have a lot of people that are also not vaccinated or maybe that are vaccinated, but they are also against it. Um, and they're totally supportive of every decision or not even supportive, but like accepting all sorts of different views. Um, and uh, so this gave us a little bit of a strength to go out and to, well, actually do things. And so we found a lot of places where we could also go without uh, being vaccinated. So there are, there are bars where you look people ask you if you're vaccinated and then you say no and then you they say well okay so you should probably not not put your list uh, your name on this list uh, and just get in um so th th this gives us a lot of like uh yeah positivity and like we we see that the world is still in parts okay and the world is still like full of people that are positive and that uh, accept each other and support each other which is really nice and we got inspired by those people and and thought well okay let's take all the hobbies we have um combine them and use our strengths to make something really really cool and um for me this is definitely uh, the bitcoin area um and it's i know how to do houses so i know how to build valeria is really good at interior designs um so she, she could do that 
more and uh, together we love to talk, talk, talk to people and um, travel and welcome the world in our little paradise. So did the idea for this come before Bitcoin? Like were you guys always planning on some kind of venture like this? Um, well, I guess, no, I guess I got into Bitcoin before traveling, but, um, and what about your partner? Uh, she, she, she actually is not the, the, the Bitcoin part. She's okay. more the, the traveling part. Um, and, uh, she, she likes Bitcoin as well, but, uh, she's more like uh, trusting me and she has, she says, well, like, I'm sure you whatever, know, Albert, whatever. I mean, she has some sets, but <laughs> it's not like she, she talks about it all day. Sometimes she has like a price alert on her phone and yeah. she's like, ah, did you see the price go up? <laughs> and now, did you see the price go down? <laughs> but I assume you've been following everything that's been happening over in Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're super, that's going to be pretty inspiring. Similar to that. I mean, um, they're going to a poorer area, let's yes. say. They're going to something that is um, dominated by people that don't even have a bank account. And uh, most have a phone, but um, I guess El Salvador is the perfect place to really um, introduce a circular Bitcoin standard, a circular Bitcoin economy. So I guess that what they are doing over there is really, really nice. We got inspired by them. Um, but we think something like this should also be in Europe. I mean, many places have it on, in El Salvador and in Brazil and Africa. There's lots of places where they use Bitcoin a lot. Um, but in Europe, I think uh, there's still there's a, still a really long way to go, mostly because people don't really need it at the moment that much. They can just use PayPal or like there's shitloads of apps that you can use to send money. Uh, instantly um, but I guess now times are changing people are also kind of realizing fuck gas prices are doubling uh, fuck mm, buying a house is fucking doubling every couple of years um, so inflation is a problem that a lot of people are actually talking about now and uh, that gives a lot of people like a, a little bit more of an open mind to say, well, actually, maybe it is good to have money that you cannot simply print. And uh, actually, also the other day <laughs> happened something what, that made me really, really uh, uh, happy. My colleague that is not interested in finance or not interested in money at all asked me how to buy Bitcoin because uh, some some family member of her um, died and. Um, she, uh, had kids and she said well i want to invest in the future of these kids how do i buy bitcoin and i'm like that's yeah brilliant. man i've done my job <laughs> well when somebody's coming to you that's brilliant right that's because they're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, at that, that point was... you don't have to convince anymore you just have it to be practical yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that is super amazing that was a great feeling and uh, obviously i had to think to not talk too much i just yeah. like, to try to keep it short because otherwise <laughs> Yesterday, for example, my sister asked me a little bit about like, why do you have minors or something? And I like started to have a monologue of like 45 minutes. <laughs> and she's like, in the end, man, I just ask why there are transaction fees. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to do a 15 second answer? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, I got to get better at that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very difficult to when you finally get the end to to pull back and just just let yeah, you know, yeah. a little bit of information, let them come back to you. Yeah, very very difficult because you've been so desperate for it for such a long time. Yeah, when you yeah, finally like get it, it's like, like a waterfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. When I got when I first sat down with Brendo, um, and I. To be fair, he took it well, and he said, "Because you, but you wanted to know. You'd actually, said, well, yeah, yeah. you actually didn't want to know, but you, but we went down the pub, and it's like, right, okay, I'm going to have to talk about the history." Well, it was, a, it was a lunch at the cafe, actually. Was it not? Where was it? No, we went to. I don't want to say it. We went to the one next to the pub for lunch. Oh, that's okay. Then, okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. But that was a that was a, a long conversation, but it was great. Yeah. The, oh yes. Yeah. Good point. Very eye opening. Um, yeah, but I'm curious. How, how did you How did you get into Bitcoin? Who? And when? Me? When? Both, yeah. Both, Both of you. Of um, so, you want me to go first? Because it yes. doesn't make sense. Um, so, yeah, so I... Um, so I'm Scottish, but um, living in Australia, so work situation changed, life situation changed massively back in 2013 when we moved here. So, um, uh, yeah, I was just ready for a change, basically. But um, And then I probably, I don't know, it probably was a few years later, and I was... And so I'm still probably scrambling around for what I wanted to do with my life. And I was investing in, I, I like sort of what I consider to be sort of high risk and that, that sort of end of the spectrum anyway. And I was had some money and I was investing in little things all over the place. And there was a there was a business who wanted to, who was accepting Bitcoin as the means of funding. It was like an online advertising type business. So, and I, and I, and I, I quite liked it. It's still around today, but I don't really, I'm not here to promote it. But, um, um, but yeah, so I, I bought some Bitcoin in order to, Put money there but i was i was using it that was the first thing i did was use it as a currency um right. to, to spend i mean that's painful now to look back at it and uh, and realize how much i spent but mm -hmm. um but yeah so that was that and then fast what forward year was it? that would have been what, how long ago did you say no what year what year was it i'm, I'm thinking probably 14 15 uh, maybe 15 um yeah, yeah no sorry probably 15 because and then um, no, no then, I was asking. Which, 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 uh, 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 yeah, okay, sorry. No. Sorry, 2015. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> was um, like, that is a 500 years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But I um, and then and then yeah. So that put that story to the side. But then I watched it run up, and then I watched it come back, and it wasn't really so. Um, um, I was paying attention, but it's not like I had so much money in it. I just because I bought some, I was sort of paying attention. Um, and then it was really not until after the you know run up in 17 and the fall back in 18 that I really started digging so but then I had also been watching I watched a lot of Kaiser report um for years years and years back when they were still living I think in the UK maybe even on BBC two or something back when they were considered sort of semi um semi uh mainstream I guess in some ways um and then they were slowly kicked on to more and more um Max and Stacey kicked on to more and more um kind of obscure channels I guess and then they eventually became entirely out on their own but um but yeah so post-banking crisis is all that anyway so i then started i started studying 18 um really dug in deep in 18 and just have never left since 2018 so but but then well my thing was like so i mean like everyone everyone's heard about it and, and talked about it i still remember years ago um at my work a mother coming in and telling me that her son was mining Bitcoin. And I don't know what year it was, but I reckon it was like 13, 14 or something stupid. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I've heard about this Bitcoin. That was it. Um, and hadn't thought much about it. And then hats came into my life. 
um, we have uh, daughters, same age, so they go to school together anyway. So, you know, we met over the time and um, he started talking about Bitcoin and then I kind of quickly realised that he couldn't not talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> and he had to... Really, exactly feel like you just said. Yeah, it, and he had, to, he had to try really, really hard to not talk about and it. Then and then my wife would come and around and punch the wife, me Yeah, the wife would be like... And she'd, she'd almost kind of pre-introduce him, like just <clears> he's going to... He's gonna go on about this. I'm like, okay, I'm okay, sorry. Cool. Just... Yeah, but I, but because I heard about it, I I was genuinely interested. Um, but it, I don't know what it was. Um, but for what, anyway, for whatever reason, I'm, I messaged him and said, "All right, what? Well, tell me about this." So Pretty yeah, because yeah, yeah, I had one. We'd had one conversation at a kids' party back in maybe eighteen or something like that. Oh, I remember and, the sports stadium actually as well. Okay, I don't remember yeah. that. Yep. And then we, um, but then it was the yeah, you. But then you came to me back in yep. whatever it would have been, probably late nineteen or something. Oh no, oh, no, you know what it was that initiated it. My dad got one of those scam emails, and I had a voicemail on my phone saying, "Brendo, I'm very." He doesn't call me Brendo, but anyway, I'm very, <laughs> very interested in this Bitcoin thing. I'm going to buy some no, no, XRP. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm very, very interested. And he saw, you know, that, you know, these, these television personalities in Australia, like a, a fully doctored email where it's like channel 10 and this and blah, blah. I'm like, dad, that's a scam. But if you're interested, you know, let's look into it. And so then, yeah, anyway, there you go. And now I'm so he's interested. A and, now as well. Hey, he's a Bitcoin now as well. No, no, no. He knows I am. He's just, uh, He's he's got some, but he's he's not that interested. So, but I know he's fine now. So, did you, did you buy it for him? Yes. Right. Okay. Yes, you yes, hold. Yes. You bought it for him. You hold it for yes. him. If he ever needs it, you've same yes. story. Yes, yes. I yes, got yes. the same story. Yes, yes, yes. What your your family? Are you, any of your family are you've you've brought them in or? Uh, probably. Um. Yeah. My my brother, my my big brother has it, and uh, he he's like super. Toxic. <laughs> I, like, I like him already. Yeah. Um, the, um, so why uh, why why Portugal? What's the what's the connection with Portugal? Is it you just looking for the sunshine and the surf, or what? What? what, what why why Portugal? And and have you uh, found a plot yeah, of land? Actually, you have a, you've got a location and you've got a plot of land that you've in mind. No, actually, um, now the plan is to. Uh, so we got a camper, and we the plan is to go. Oh down there and like uh, explore the country and find the best location and um actually yesterday i had a an, another podcast with some portuguese guys and they knew the area already uh, pretty well and they could tell me well this place is good this place is not that good and um so i guess that, that is really something that um we need to connect with the people and to understand what's the bitcoin scene over there and uh, what's uh, what places have Good qualities of life and uh, where's tourism good and uh, you know all this sorts of stuff and it, they take time and that's exactly why we're kind of trying to plan ahead and um, um, yeah and then go really prepared to this uh, to this adventure and uh, started with a lot of knowledge and a lot of background information and uh, yeah and uh, Portugal for, for me personally is a really nice place because I I, I don't know that that well, um, but I love uh, Lisbon. I love Porto. Um, I've been to Eritrea, and uh, it's uh, it's just an amazing place because they have great food and great culture and lovely people. And um, I guess the weather is most of the time is really good. Um, they have nice surf spots, so those are actually really good arguments to say. Well, 
it is a, it is a place to to have a good time. Also, it's really affordable um, because, uh, especially in the southern part, they the the property prices are going really down because in the industry is is like uh, going down. They have no economy. People are moving away and dumping their houses for nothing. And uh, so if the, if you see the prices from 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 Germany or or even from Australia, I guess. Well, I guess in Australia you can find cheap pieces pieces of land in the, in the outskirts. Right? Yeah, it depends where you are. I mean, if you yeah, it's obviously it's a massive landmass, but um, it's uh, yeah, incredibly expensive in the cities. And that yeah. anywhere on the coast, really. Yeah, yeah but yeah. In, particularly in the last two years, that the, a lot of people have pushed out from the cities yes. up, up and down the coast. Um, well, that's the, that's the remote working kind yeah, of yeah, work people. Work. Yeah, that's yeah. it. People working from home or whatever. So there's a lot of that, and and people who just find it unaffordable in the cities now. So that's driven rentals and um, purchase prices up massively in the last oh, five years, but certainly in the last two. Mm. Um, but uh, it's pro probably. I mean, hard to say, but. It does feel like we're somewhere at the expansion of the bubble at this point because it's getting to the point where it's it's you know it's only incredibly wealthy people who are you know have multiple homes that are now purchasing and you can see you can see um, just a change in the behaviour in the market. So I, I you know and certainly in the cities the prices are actually starting to come or at least stabilise if not maybe going to start to slow. But even the rhetoric, the, down, sorry. the rhetoric over the last few years has always been about how the young. Uh, are priced out of the market and yeah, they are obviously yeah. yeah yeah totally and it's not getting any better um but uh, yeah i don't know that's that that new an idea what's new what's not a new, new idea as in um houses being affordable so you know oh yeah i mean yeah i mean yeah no, i mean 10 years it's probably been that way but yeah it's like if you're a young person just finishing school or university or whatever you're doing and going into work and yeah you're thinking, well, maybe I can set aside X thousands to try towards, save towards my new home. Well, if you're setting aside, I don't know, 10, if you're able to you know, save $10,000 or something, mm. but the house has gone up by $40,000 in that time. So you've yeah. actually gone backwards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or you know, more than, you know, it's quite possibly more than that. So, um, but it does, it feels to me like it's where, and also interest rates are starting to rise. Um, so there was a time um, just, you know, probably 2020 the, where the where rates were below two percent for fixed rate mortgages but now mm -hmm. we're talking did you sit in the I got mine, yeah, yeah. i actually <laughs> got an, i got an email because i've refinanced we did a rent refinance and i got an email off my broker like literally a month ago going looks like fixing your rate was a good idea brendan yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. thank you yeah well yeah <laughs> that, that doesn't care yeah okay um yeah so it's changing. Change you can see the behavior starting to change, um, mm. and it's not easy. You know, a five-year fixed-rate mortgage now here would be about between maybe about four point seven, four point right? eight, something that like right? that. Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. Um, so and 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 when all the prices are already inflated, obviously that five percent becomes quite significant to yeah, six, more more than just your average person. Six months ago, that was two point nine nine. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it could well be, yes. but maybe not five year, but no, well, maybe maybe, no, maybe. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, I actually don't see really how prices could go down because that would mean that the like that people would uh, ask like would like to save money like would like to not um, not spend it but have have it on their account rather than buy a property or buy like yeah. stuff that's actually worth something and I don't really see how how this I mean sure if interest rates go up uh, there could be a way but at the moment in, in at least in Europe there's no way. 
they could do it like the, the price especially now with the russia russia crisis it is it is it's bad now the german government said well after COVID, they spend a lot of money on all those uh, on helping out companies and private people and now out of nowhere they said well we're going to spend 100 billion euro on the army i was oh. like <laughs> Where's the money coming from? Yeah, it's amazing. They can always find them. The, the money can always be found if it's wanted to be found, right? Yeah. People need to question why that is. Um, yeah. We can't it's afford like, to fix the road that you're driving down because it's an absolute disgrace. But um, we can afford to find a hundred billion euros to give to the army because somebody decided. It's, yeah. yeah it's about the, well, where, where does it come from? Like, do I guess a lot of people now realizing well that it's printed money. It's like it didn't exist. They just put it into circulation uh, out of thin air. And um, yeah, but anyway, I, I guess the, the uh, things that are helping are mm, things of value that don't lose value that easy. And I would say um, there are a lot of options and so Bitcoin is obviously the best option. But ha having a piece of land in a, in a close to the ocean probably is also a good idea. Um, and yeah, since the prices in Portugal are really, really low, at the moment, I mean, some sometimes you can, if you're lucky, you find places that are for free. You you pay yeah. one euro, and you get it for free. Yeah. <laughs> and they they tell you, well, um, you, you can do it. You will give it to you for free, but you have to uh, live there and you have to take care of it. And that's how we are earning like something because yeah. people are over here and spending money on groceries and stuff like this, um, and keeping houses renovated. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> this would never happen in Germany. Like, uh, prices over here are super, super high. Yeah. Right. So what are the, I guess, the practical elements of um, the Bitcoin hostel and, and your time frame? Like, what, what's the plan? So the plan, well, let me just finish uh, third opt uh, the third reason. So the first one is uh, the culture and the nature and stuff. Uh, the second reason is price. And the third reason is low taxation. Uh, actually, in Portugal, you've, you've paid, you're, there, there are ways to pay really low taxes, and uh, sometimes even no taxes if you if you are a little bit clever. Uh, you can do it in a legal way. Um, so yeah, that's why we want to go to Portugal. Now the plan is to um, finish up uh, first my my architecture project that I'm working on, um, and that's gonna happen, I guess, somewhere in the end of the year. I cannot say it's that precisely. I, I hope it's going to be about September, um, could be November, latest December, I would say. And then I want to, <laughs> on the last day, I want to get drunk with people. <laughs> and then the day after, I'm, I'm going to get the fuck out of Germany and uh, go towards the sun. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's the time frame. Uh, in, the meaning, in, the, in, the, in the meantime, I want to find out maybe a little bit more about regulations because uh, also, um, often big pieces of land have also houses on it that are kind of old and it's hard sometimes to get permits to not to renovate the house, that's easy, but to extend it as well and to like put a hostel on it. Um, so I have to get to know more Portuguese people that could um, help me out with this. Maybe with this podcast, someone will come to me and uh, give me support as well. Um, if there's anybody out there with any knowledge reach out definitely yeah and that, that is definitely something that I in my experience um, I, I have to calculate a lot of time to do that um, because even in Germany like to get a permit that just takes ages 
and uh, also to find out even in a language that I don't speak um, that that's going to be complicated so I guess half a year I really I definitely need to prepare all of that um, and then the plan is actually to make it even from the start a real Bitcoin thing so how I understand Bitcoin is that it's a it's a grassroots movement uh, coming from the people coming not from from top to bottom but bottom top um, so I'm going to buy the property myself, but the design of the hostel will be made maybe by the crowd and um, I'm, I'm going to upload the DWGs or the plans or the measurements and uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to say how many rooms we need, uh, like what, what sizes, uh, how many bathrooms, how many like, uh, you know, how, how big everything should be and what we need. <clears throat> and then I'm going to start an architectural competition. So everyone from all over the world, people that are architects, people that are uh, like happy to design stuff, people that are just interested in, in traveling and have seen thousands of hostels, um, everyone can send us some proposals and uh, we're going to find out which, which is the best. And uh, on, on Twitter I also said uh, the one with the uh, most hash, ah no, sorry, design power will win. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's really cool. That's a, yeah, that's a great idea, actually. As, and as, open source hostel. Yeah. I mean, at the end, you definitely need one person that is really leading the, the, the construction site. Um, and I'm going to do that myself. And uh, I'm going to like choose one design and then push it forward myself and then build it also with my own hands. And like Valeria is going to hopefully do the best to help. Um, and also other people will be doing uh yeah will, will be able to help on the construction site so it's a lot of people helping out and i would say um the more people um give us their feedback the more people give us their knowledge the better place we can create and uh, the goal of the hostel is definitely to create really a hub for bitcoiners to to go um i mean to travel to but also for locals to just hang out uh, we're gonna have a bar we're gonna um, have a nice place to just like connect with people. We're gonna have uh, like meeting rooms that people could rent and do their lessons on. Um, and it's really, really something that is open to everyone, not just uh, for travelers, but to all people in the in the area. And it should be some, it should be a fun place, but it should be also a place where you can learn new things and uh, yeah, get really into the uh, Bitcoin rabbit hole by using it and by learning it and by having a great time having a, a nice memory to 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 remember and to spread the bitcoin fire and i guess a hostel is a really good place because you can you can have all sorts of open-minded people in my in my, my opinion is like that most of the travelers definitely when they travel they want to get some like knowledge about different places they want to learn new stuff i mean in berlin for example is full of people that went to asia and now come back as buddhists oh. and uh, <laughs> hopefully the world will come to to this hostel and uh uh yeah come back as bitcoiners a bitcoin mecca uh, and everything's gonna be you can pay in you can pay in bitcoin you can sorry i'm just walking away um you can uh yeah the bar is going to the bar is going to be selling its beer and Bitcoin. You can stay for Bit paying for Bitcoin, I assume, or I should say Sats. It's going to be it'll be it'll be tiny tiny amounts yeah, of Sats at that point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you can only pay in Bitcoin. 
I mean, because otherwise, if you don't say, well, you can decide it's euro or Bitcoin, people are just going to like in the in, in the beginning, you kind of have to push. Um, and I guess learning by doing is the way to to go. And then they'll see actually it's not a push. It's just something like actually it's easier than paying with Apple Pay. It's like, yeah, scan the QR and that's it. Yeah. We need like a Bitcoin, um, like a lonely planet, a Bitcoin travel guide. Well, you can that, that'll come. Like, like, everything will come. Like, yeah, everything yeah. you have currently, like, you know, in, yeah. in whatever domain you're talking about, yeah, it's big... all going to come. But this is just, yeah. I, it's, I, lo I love seeing people just push out into areas that are just, like, like let's be honest, it's been about the, you know, the, 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 the cypherpunk punks, the, um, the engineers. You know the early adopters of which is great we needed that of course we needed that but it needs to push out into you know arts and sports and travel mm. and everything um and just seeing people going off and because there was a time um, and even i remember it whereas basically you could almost keep on top of almost everything that was going on in fact if anything you were going looking for more like because there wasn't enough out there whereas now mm. it's impossible yeah like just trying to keep on top in touch of on top of like you know 10 podcasts or whatever it is you're listening to is almost impossible. So you have to pick your little things that you have to get to the point where you start to specialize into the things that you enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And if that is travel or music or whatever, whatever it ends up being, that's, that's great. Um, do, do what you're good at. Yeah. I mean, somebody, you know, go, go busk, play the guitar on the side of the street and put, have a yeah. light wallet mm. and just mm -hmm. only accept tips from people. I mean, yeah. But, or, so someone drops a, yeah but actually i think that's a good idea to have like a map of well uh all the places that accept bitcoin or that are like even pushing bitcoin a little bit further uh that, that's a good idea having a lonely planet <laughs> yeah well there's so we have a so there's another bitcoin podcast here um um, from an exchange, um, Hardlock Exchange, they run the Australian Bitcoin podcast over here, and they have just, but they've just created a list of, what's it called, satspend.com, I think, S uh, a list like, yeah. of just a list of businesses that are accepting Bitcoin, um, which is great. Just that's, that's the start of it, um, yeah. but yeah, there's no reason why that can't be replicated everywhere. Bitcoin travel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can actually, you can actually, you, you could, you know, you've probably now met enough Bitcoiners. You go, well, that would be that guy, that guy, and that guy, that girl. Yeah, they could all do that, and they'd be great at it. Yeah um but um it's just kind of connecting c connecting the dots and making the network work um and i think portugal's pretty um crypto and then inverted and and very good so much um friendly anyway isn't it it's like um, you know, is it, is it from a tax perspective and a trading perspective and a, you know portugal is a little bit of a tricky place because i mean they they have had the um, the experience of uh, the financial crisis and it's for, for them it was really hard to get money for example from the bank account in 2008 they, they like could just get like 50 euro from the bank account and people are like what the fuck is happening it's not my money uh, if I cannot take it so that that was a really good opportunity that uh, could have pushed the, 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 the Bitcoin system forwards but actually it was not known that I mean <laughs> in 2008 2009 like it's kind of hard to to do, to um yeah already have known bitcoin um so i guess yeah it's a i don't know a friendly enemy i would i, I don't know how, how do you mean that oh just I, I i thought that there are um regions that are more um like friend what i say less regulation in the way of 
crypto or Bitcoin expanding. Um, and I thought I was under the impression that that uh, Portugal was was one of them. Um, I don't yeah. I don't have any first-hand experience. I think has, it's been flagged as potentially a, a, a state, a nation state that'll adopt it. Yeah, and I, like I see, like you see that you you know I don't know you you pick up um, was it. Um, Dubai recently, where I think one of the big crypto exchanges moving its operations from Singapore to Dubai oh, yeah. because Dubai are saying, you know, no tax over here. We want we want the uh, stimulus in that sense. Like much of like the way that you were saying before, it's like, yeah, okay, there's we'll give you the land for free, but we want you to come and spend your money. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing it's on a bigger scale. So, and there are countries obviously that are making like El Salvador probably being the the uh, the most obvious one, but I think yeah. kind of Portugal, Dubai, Singapore, Singapore, I thought too, um, yeah. but um, but but. Yeah, um, I mean the, the the problem with the with the um, with the Bitcoin regulations is that in Europe they change a lot. They change yeah. uh, from day to day. Um, sometimes, like uh, it gets illegal, then the next day it gets actually legal, and then uh, some people, some countries support it, and then take their, their support back, and they vote for another government, and then they change it again. So it's kind of a mess still. Um, I would say that like the the taxes on on euros are still a little bit more something that is kind of more persistent um, and I, I would say that is something we could count out uh, count out account on a little bit more but um, yeah we, we'll, we'll see how it evolves um, I guess um, building a Bitcoin business in countries help to understand to, to make politicians also understand that it is not something that is like a bubble or, or something that is like anti uh, anti politicians or anti like uh, or it's a fraud or something, but it's actually something that gives value to people. And um, the the more of those business we have, and the more dependent politicians also gets on the votes of those people voting um, um, for them. So yeah, I guess uh, we have to go a little bit more on the offensive and yeah kind of build things uh, none of the less that you might fear that there will be some uh, going against you i'm, I'm kind yeah, of i wouldn't, a, say, I wouldn't say portugal is like a bitcoin heaven i, I wouldn't hmm. say that yeah no we sort of i think we have to build it everywhere i guess um the, i mean i'm, I'm a, a, a sort of caught between should we be engaging at all with governments to try and make regulation um more um welcoming to encourage an innovation or should we just be building separately and letting people come to us i mean because yeah, the second the second option is kind of what uber did that's why yeah. uber you know managed to get the foothold in the market it just kind of gave two fingers to governments everywhere um and eventually the people wanted uber so uber is there um and so the people powered it in the end. So, and, and I think that's the way. Personally, I think that's the way. For some, for somebody who used to work in government, it's and for you who's working, you know, for government, I suppose as a client, um, it's you can see the bureau, the bureaucracy is horrific. It is, um, and it just nothing get, ever gets done, and nobody ever wants to take responsibility, and nobody ever wants. It's all sort of the slopey shoulders. It's, that wasn't me. Or it has to be passed on to him or well, her. It's all risk aversion. Yeah, yeah, and nothing, nothing ever happens. Yeah, um, I mean. The the most, I don't know, probably you also follow Elon Musk in, yeah, in Tesla. Wow. <laughs> he actually built a fucking huge factory in in Berlin, or next to Berlin, in like no time. It took like a year from from 
from starting the project to finish, it took like, I don't, I'm not sure, maybe a year and a half or something. But it was ridiculously fast. And the way he done it, he done it is, he just he just bought the land and started to build. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't have any permits. And he said, well, fuck it. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to build. And uh, he had like pre-permits, but he didn't have the, the permit to build. Um, and he said, well, if it's there, you, it's pretty hard for you to say that I yeah. have to take it away. Yeah. So he just continued. And then in the end, he, he like it was already finished. And then after it was finished, he got the permit to build. And now it's... <laughs> so what was that, a battery factory? Or what is that? Is that what... No, that's the... They do cars. But oh, it's a car manufacturer? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, they, I think the battery factory is coming still. Yeah. Okay. It's cars. Um, yeah, and it's the same as, you know, like in China when, the, when COVID kicked off and they built a hospital in four days or whatever it was. I mean, mm. I'm not... Yeah, there, <laughs> there are some benefits to that. Like, I'm not... You're not sitting here saying, oh, everything that's done done correctly in China, but if we just... You know, we just need to progress. Child labor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but there's a middle ground, you know what I mean? We've just got so far towards the bureaucracy. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, undoubtedly. Um, don't don't ask. Just do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I used to be involved in you know public procurement, so big projects, um, big government projects, and and but some supply some companies had worked out that if they managed to tick off all the all the additional boxes that we wanted to tick them off, and that might have been I don't know something that was completely unrelated to the project, but it was a. You know, something that we wanted to do. It might have been apprenticeships or it might have been, um, uh, you know, uh, op opportunities for disabled people or wh whatever. And not all of these things are good things, but if, if they're taking away from the actual thing that you're trying to achieve, like they're not, yeah. or at least they're not related to the thing that you're trying to achieve, you know, you don't actually progress with the thing you're trying to achieve. Mm. Um, anyway, I'm going I mean, now that. also, in the, we got a lot of re refugees now from Ukraine. Mm. And, um, <laughs> There, there, there was like private individuals in the millions that just welcomed them and uh, built websites and organized apps and uh, like helped out those refugees. And it it got done in like weeks. It was like super, super fast. Yeah. Uh, or, or actually days. It was super fast. And um, the government is just in the way because they, they're in the they way. Absolutely right. They're like... Um, uh, working in their in their slow offices, doing their little as little hours as possible, but um, trying to give people like permits to live, permits to work, and I'm like, like, what is the purpose of the government? Why do you dreaming up new taxes? I think is the general answer. Dreaming yeah, up well, some, some other form of tax. Why why do you have to give me a permit? I mean, I'm I'm a human being. I am already in the country. I like uh, some, sometimes people have a job and have an apartment already, but the government says, "Well, actually, it's illegal." So, um, yeah, you, you, you should go back to your country, or, or I don't know. Sometimes you, you, they struggle to to find a job because they don't have because the the the, um, the companies that get then get into trouble if they give people that don't have a permit a job. So it's harder maybe for, for, for others to find a job. So I'm, I'm thinking like, what's, what's the purpose of the government in this case? It's like, they're just making things complicated. Mm. And uh, I, I guess if, if I thought maybe you could change the government, but uh, actually we, we should just build our own world yeah. and show, the, the, show people 
especially maybe, maybe not even that much uh, the government but mostly people um, that there is an alternative way to live a good life yeah, yeah b build it and let them come to you which sounds exactly like what a hostel in uh, Portugal is yes right that's it that's yeah. what it is what it is so the t your time scale is um you've got your contract you've got you sort of work till the end of the year then you're going to jump in the you're going to jump in the van and you're just going to head south um yeah. and you're going to by that stage you want to have sort of found, found a place that you think you're going to or you're just going to have a tour through and look for still be looking at a place or like what do you want from people if, if, if people could support you just now or are you going to document the journey on the way through or what's the plan what's the plan yeah there? i'm gonna i'm gonna actually i'm gonna also make an instagram account yeah uh, i'm gonna post photos i'm gonna tell people well i'm looking at this place i'm looking at that place and uh, i'm also looking for recommendations of other people telling me well actually this area is better yeah and um so they they obviously have their in portugal they obviously have uh, various websites where they post properties um but mostly they have like shitty photos if they have good photos they are made by agencies and obviously they charge more money um, if they have shitty photos, you don't really understand what's the situation over there. How like uh, is it is it worth buying it? So you have to be there definitely. Um, and I, I guess if you want to have a good price, you should um, be able to buy immediately. So you cannot say, well, today I found a good property. I'm going to visit you in half a year. Yeah. So you you have to be there and say, well, th <laughs> this is the money. Have it. I buy it now. Um, and that's why I, that's why I also want to um, sort out the finance earlier on. I want to uh, talk to banks to get a credit um, to send my to to spend my fucking shitcoin euro and uh, yeah. And I'm also looking for um, people to support me with Bitcoin. I'm going to start a little uh, crowdfunding campaign, and um, um, if everyone chips in like. 10,000 sets or something it's yeah. gonna it's gonna help progress definitely um uh tallycoin tallycoin might come in handy there Poten uh, potential uh docs jar recipient at the end of the year <laughs> yes that's yeah. a good idea there's yeah. a suggestion yeah absolutely um the um awesome so i, I well i would like to if you don't mind because as somebody who did a bit of backpacking and traveling myself um, I have got a few stories from hostels. What is the best story? I've, heard, I've heard some of them the, too. What's the funniest thing that happened to you in a hostel whilst traveling? You, is there something <laughs> that really springs to mind? I'll, you want me, I'll, I can go first if you like. <laughs> go, go first, go first. Okay, so um, so I traveled by myself. I met up with a lot of people obviously along the way, but um, I was in um, a hostel in, I think it was Glen Elg, which is south of Adelaide. Uh, in Australia, and um, so it was a, a ten-bed dorm, bunk beds, um, and my bed was the furthest away from the door on the top. Okay, just to kind of get set the scene, and it, there was a bar attached to the hostel, and I was down drinking the bar because I was always down drinking the bar because I was by myself. I was usually late coming in, but I came into this room, um, pitch dark. The room's pitch dark, and there's clearly people having sex in the room. Okay, so. Um, there's ten no, there's ten beds, so there's nine people in there already, or maybe a bonus person, and um, and everybody else is in the middle, very late, but everybody else is asleep apart from these two people that were going for it. Was it Once, the squeak that you know? Yeah, the squeak straight away. It's the squeak, yeah. and um, so I um, so I'm laughing and I'm just sort of thinking, but they stopped immediately. I came in, they stopped right, and they know. So I was so I sort of sneaked in, didn't say a word, 
I climbed <laughs> up into my bed, which was you know, the top bunk. And then about 25 seconds later, they started again, which was, you know, because obviously I was asleep at that point. But the best part of it was they were in the bottom bunk of my top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> so I was then rocking <laughs> up, up at the top, and I was I was I literally was biting my arm so that I just wouldn't just kill myself laughing. It was just brilliant. It was no, not because you were wanking. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was all hilarious. Some I, I, had the same, I had the same situation, only that I was the guy downstairs. <laughs> I knew I recognized you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably a good spot to end it yeah why not, why yeah, not? Yeah. you got something you got something that springs to um i remember one one thing was actually it was only comments on a on a hostel <laughs> there, there was uh, so, so we haven't been there yet but um i was in uh i was in cambodia uh, a couple of times i think one time in like i don't know 20 I don't know, 17 and then 2018, another time. And then the first time I was there, there was like, a, it's, a, it's a whole like hippie community over there uh, next to, uh, what's it called? Tsjernobyl. Um, yeah. And uh, do, do you know that? Yeah, yeah, I've been there, yeah. Yeah, do you, do you know, um, what's, what's it called? Um, Footprints Hostel? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, 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 a, I'm a good builder than you, mate. So I don't know if it was there back then. But anyway, go on. But, but, but yeah, the, I mean, it's, it's a really cool place too. And I, and I really enjoyed it. And actually, so I went there one time uh, with my sister. I went there another time with... Um, Please with, tell me it wasn't your sister in the bottom bunk as well. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Different story. <laughs> um, I was there a second time with friends. And then uh, two years later, I, I came there with other friends for the third time and uh i mean i told them everything about this place and like everyone is high and on drugs and uh, uh no, no one is giving a fuck and so the people working there they, they are not able to do shit and um, <laughs> it, it's <laughs> because they're fucking drunk and on coke or whatever <laughs> and uh yeah and then at some point my friend said well let's check out the comments i mean uh, we want to see if it's really as good as you promised us <laughs> and before that before we arrived they checked the comments and it had like two stars <laughs> and in the comments they, they, they said it's a horrible place people seem to sleep all the time and the owners don't even have blankets to give us and at some some point uh, someone was sleeping in my bed and i didn't have a bed and they were like yeah man that's the place i want to go as <laughs> <laughs> uh, your best stories never started with this time this one time when i was being really sensible yeah it never like, your best story never starts like that <laughs> yeah. actually our hostels are going to have blankets <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go. it's, it's going to be flash it's going to be flash I mean, well, I'll visit. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be definitely visiting if you, when it gets off the ground. And um, if, if you want to send people off to your Twitter, um, or wherever else, if you're, if you want to send them off to anything else, do you want to, um, say, say that just now, if you. Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter. It's uh, Bitcoin underscore hostel. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's the only social media I have at the moment. But I'm posting there regularly. And you can follow all my shit and uh, I'm happy for all the messages people have sent me already. And you can also keep in touch with me and ask questions or give me advice. 
We're yeah, certainly look, yeah, looking forward to uh, to seeing your journey anyway, mate. Well done. Yeah, definitely. We'll be following closely. Um, feel, awesome. free, feel free to um, shout out if we can do as it help. Awesome. Th thanks again for your support. Uh, it has been a pleasure talking to you on this podcast. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks, man. Well, you guys are Amazing. Hey guys, if you made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Um, the plan with the pod is to do sort of guests one week and um, myself and Brendo the other week, so hopefully that's working for you. If you don't like one of them, just listen to the one you do like. Um, if you want a little bit more um, information from us, you can find it at uh, bitcoin-first.com forward slash learn. 